Well, good, good morning, Palm Coast, Florida. How is everybody out there this morning? I hope this finds you all very, very well. And grateful, grateful for this beautiful Sunday. We start off our show being grateful. I am very grateful for a lot of different things, but uh, certainly for my beautiful family. Uh, My son is just killing it in the baseball with Father Lopez, which is great. Uh, My wife is doing great, so I'm grateful for that. I'm also grateful for heading up to Richmond, Virginia this weekend for a great charity tournament on Monday. Uh, we're going to get to that. It's called the the Bone Frog Open. All right? Bone Frog Open. You're going to love this. You got to stick around. It's such a great charity. It's a national tournament. Um, but first, a couple things I want to talk about before the Bone Frog Open. And we're going to – we, we want to talk a little bit about um, – my profession of being a golf professional, and also I, I mentioned it a couple times, but really not have been a big uh, thing for me to mention. I'm a real estate agent as well, so I've got my PGA membership for 25 years. Uh, seven and a half years ago, on 2016, I got my real estate license. I'm now working with Bright Homes. Um, again, don't promote much of it on air here, but uh, what I wanted to talk about was a couple that I met. Back in July, a gentleman by the name of Michael gives me a call. He's living down in Punta Gorda. Him and his girlfriend, Gina, they're looking to uh, relocate. So uh, what was great is our relationship from July, a few months ago, until literally last weekend. We've been in communication. We found out. I found out he's a big-time golfer. And so we met – well, we met twice already, but Saturday we really narrowed down. They're relocating from Punta Gorda, southwest Florida. To this area for so many reasons, like so many people from South Florida. Just FYI, folks, most of our sales right now are people moving from South Florida up here. Obviously, you're, we're always going to have our New York folks moving up. But point is, what I want to talk about with Michael and Gene is they came up and uh, Michael was really jonesing for a golf lesson. So before our real estate, we had to set our priorities straight. And we went to Cypress Knoll and we got up on that driving range. And uh, I think we helped Michael out quite a bit, uh, getting his path in a little better position. You know, he was taking it inside. But uh, my point is this. It, it's kind of... It's, it's, if you, if you've had two professions in your life, it's funny to see how people react to and how they respect you and so forth. So as a golf professional, the respect level is pretty high. You know, you're teaching golf, you're playing, you know, maybe you win a tournament and the members are happy and the respect level is pretty big. All of a sudden you're a real estate agent and you're one of 1600 in Flagler County and you're just a number. <laughs> so the respect level is not too high being a realtor, but you know what? It's all good. Um, but uh, so we met last Saturday, Michael, Gina come up from Punta Gorda. We met Saturday. And we wanted to show Plantation Bay. Folks, Plantation Bay is just south of us, Palm Coast here. It's right on the border of Volusia and Flagler County. And great golf courses, two and a half golf courses, like, you know, 45 holes out there. And, you know, really nice community and so forth. You know, the difference between a a gated community like that is the HOA. And the neat part about Palm Coast is, the general Palm Coast, is there is no HOA. So it has, you know, there's advantages to each. Point is, when I set up the appointment for Plantation Bay, quick story here, the, the lady, the receptionist, Judy, said, Paul, you're going to be meeting with Rick, 
Southwick. Rick Southwick. I said, oh, great. You know, that's super. And I just happened to know someone from up north when I grew up playing golf back in the mid-80s. This kid, Rick Southwick from Shelter Island, Gardner's Bay Country Club. He was a phenom. He was unbelievable. I was like, ah, the chances of him, that being him, there's no way. 20 minutes later, I get a call. Hey, Paul, Rick Southwick from Plantation Bay just want to confirm our meeting for Saturday, meeting with Michael and Gina. I said, yeah, Rick, that sounds great. 10 o'clock Saturday sounds good. I said, Rick, off topic of that, what, did you grow up in Long Island? Sure enough, it is the Rick Southwick, the legendary Rick Southwick. So... P.S. Long story short, we had some great memories to, to rehash and go over. I want you to Google this, this young man, young man, he's my age, <laughs> 55. So I guess we're still young, right? Rick Southwick, he beat, it's really cool because we communicated since then after a week and, uh, he beat Phil Mickelson in match play in 1991. He sent me the article. It's an incredible article, actually. He was really a hell of a golfer. and uh, But anyway, obviously, we lost touch. He moved like midway through high school to Connecticut. And, and uh, as I remember, I do remember him like kind of leaving and not really seeing him because he played from a, in a different state. But anyway, uh, really cool story on that. But, uh, yeah, you know, our profession, both professions, being a golf professional and being a real estate agent has its advantages because when you can help someone with their golf swing, it really makes – the golf professional feel great. It does. If you're a teacher or, or you're, you know, you're able to have that feeling of, of helping someone with something, it really helps out, as well as real estate. Finding them Plantation Bay, they just loved Rick Southwick. They loved Plantation Bay. Looks like they may be moving there. So congrats, Gina and Michael, for that. Uh, and Rick, we're going to get Rick on the show for sure because I want to hear that uh, Phil Mickelson story. So stay tuned. Rick will be on the show. Upcoming events, folks. FPC Baseball Tournament. They're having a uh, fundraiser December 10th at the Conservatory. All right. Uh, the email, if you're interested, and, and try to support some of these local events, folks, if you can. That'd be great. You know, local, local, local is really, really cool. FPC. This is the email I'm going to give you. FPC Baseball Booster at gmail.com. FPC baseball booster at gmail.com. I guess that'll go to the event coordinator. Let them know if you want to get a team together or maybe just sponsor a whole, if you have a business or something to that effect, uh, every little bit will help. Let's go into this tournament. I'm going up to bone frog open. It's next Monday. I got invited. It's a very, very, uh, it's a great new, um, tournament. It started in 2019. So it's only four years old. It's to honor fallen us navy seals this weekend i'm going right from the website folks right now this weekend is about awareness remembering our fallen patriots patriotism camaraderie and to have fun the goal is to celebrate legacies raise money and to support military first responders and their families to thank these men and women for being the ones to run toward danger, not away from it. Become a sponsor. So anyway, uh, I got invited to go up to Richmond, Virginia, Hermitage Country Club. There's another story, underlying story behind that we're going to get into right after. But more importantly is the Bone Frog Open. Um, and I'm pulling up my phone right here because I would like to uh, 
kind of read from the photo I took from the website. And what is the meaning behind the bone frog graphic? And if you go to the website, and the website is uh, bonefrogopen.com, you will see, and I'm going to read it directly from there. The bone frog is one of the most iconic images to honor a fallen U.S. Navy SEAL. Originally drawn by hospital corpsman, second-class SEAL Keith Kimura, who passed away January 11th, 1997, from a training accident at Naval Special Warfare Basic Underwater Demolition School. The image is now deeply embedded in the SEAL teams. A time-honored tradition for Navy SEALs is to get a bone frog tattoo on return from a combat deployment to honor a fallen SEAL. So it's a constant reminder of the ultimate sacrifices made to uphold our nation's liberty and freedom. That's directly from the website, folks. So I'm very excited. I'm grateful to be invited to play in this golf tournament. Uh, There's celebrities there. It's really just a – I mean, I've never played in it. I've played in – in fact, I'm wearing my Folds of Honor shirt right now. I've played in the Folds of Honor tournament up in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, But anyway, so – it's go to the website. They do have some sponsorships and some charities. If that's something that you're looking to help out, uh, I think that is such a great cause. And the following week, I'm going to give you an update on that. And also, they'll have the results of the tournament. So if you want, you can see the results. And hopefully, we'll take that checkered flag, if you will, that first place thing. But it's not about that. It's about raising money. We all know that. So let's go back to 1988, folks. Uh, another story with Hermitage Country Club. That's the golf course that this tournament is at. But in 1988, we were in high. Uh, we just got out of high school. I graduated in '86, so we're just out of high school. We're 20 years old. Myself and two of my friends I played in the high school team got invited to caddy at Hermitage Country Club. For the Virginia Slims, it was a, a Champions Tour, a Senior Tour event, which we all know back in the 80s, the Senior Tour was fairly new. Long story short, we caddied there in Richmond, 1988. Here we are, how many years later? 35, 40 years later, and I'm going to play in the tournament for the uh, Navy SEALs as a fundraiser. So uh, pretty cool how how life comes back and around for you, you know? But... Um, Anyway, a little more story to that. But first, we're going to take just a couple-minute break for you. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some positive approaches of, you know, of your golf game and how can we get you to play better, plus another couple of nice little stories about Hermitage Country Club. Stay right there. Don't go nowhere. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF. Welcome back. Welcome back to On the Green with Paul Tretner, your host, longtime resident of Palm Coast. Since 1990, I've been here. And uh, 25 years as a PGA golf professional and seven and a half years as a real estate agent. 
working for Bright Homes right now. But anyway, we talked about um, about a tournament that I'm going to, a charity tournament called the uh, Bone Frog Open. It started in 2019, and it's at Hermitage Country Club outside of Richmond, Virginia. Um, and uh, right before we took break, I, I was talking about um, a story I wanted to tell you about, which which I'm going to right now. So, so we get how we got down to Richmond to Caddy. My father, who was a police officer in Long Island, New York, had a good friend who owned a water company up where we lived in Shoreham. Well, that gentleman owned a bunch of property down in Richmond area, Prince County, whatever counties down there. And then he purchased a foursome and then they needed caddies. So I wind up caddying for Bob, who the owner of that company, but with Jim Faree. And if you all remember Jim Faree, he was the guy, there was only a couple guys that wear knickers you know, on a tour. Jim Faree was really one of the first guys on the Champions Tour. He was really kind of a neat neat guy and he wore knickers and we all know Payne Stewart who tragically passed you know in that plane crash back in 99 I guess it was 99 or 2000 uh but anyway um so how we got down there was through my dad basically my dad played in the tournament and so forth with Bob and um so while we were there we were there for I don't know two or three nights or something like that and we were out Having a good time at Daryl's. There was a bar named Daryl's. If you're from Richmond, you, you know Daryl's. It's kind of a fun place. And I was talking with this young lady for a while, and, and uh, we got to a point where she says, hey, you want to ride in my vet? And here I am. I'm so excited. I'm thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me. Here's this, this. She was really pretty, really pretty. And, and, and I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm a kid. So it was, it was really kind of a neat situation. But, uh, so sure, I'm going out for a ride in a vet, of course, right? Who wouldn't? It was a Chevette. It wasn't a Corvette. It was just a difference in the name of the vehicle. But it was a Chevette, not a Corvette. <laughs> so, and that, you know, I'm sure people have heard that silly story before, but that's a true story. Honest to God. And I fell for it as clear as day. But it was a Chevette. My buddy had a Chevette. They were funny cars back in the late 80s, weren't they? Um, but anyway, so that's our Richmond uh, story there. I will have some good information for you from the charity tournament up there, um, which is just really, really a, a neat thing to do. Um, you know, there's there's uh, our military veterans and first responders. There are more charity um, organizations coming up. You know, our military, Wounded Warriors, you got the Folds of Honor. And, you know, I'm going to miss some. I'm sorry. But now with the uh, with this one, with the Bone Frog Open, you know, which is supporting our our, uh, our Navy SEALs out there, which these guys are bad to the bone. I mean, look here. So I work with Bright Homes, and my associate is Alex Gutterman. Alex, I mentioned you on the air, buddy. He also is a realtor, and we work together. His father and I are great buddies. Joe Gutterman, who you all know. If you've been around Palm Coast, you know Joe. Uh, he's one of my first bosses at Cypress Knoll. But anyway, Alex was pursuing Navy SEAL. He was out in California going back, you know, 10 years, whatever it is now. And it's so difficult to become a Navy SEAL, as you all probably know. But anyway, he opted not to pursue it simply because I think they tell you, like, if you want to have a family, this is not the route you want to take. And, you know, he, he's got three beautiful girls now and from five years old to one year old. And so anyway, Alex was a Navy SEAL and uh, he thinks this is a really cool tournament we're going up to. 
up there in Richmond. Okay, let's talk about some golf. Paul's positive approaches. I love the positive word, folks. You got to have positive in your vocabulary on a golf course. So golf is not a reaction sport. Golf is a game where we hit a shot, and then three minutes later, we hit another shot. So during those three minutes, what are you thinking about? I will tell you what Tiger Woods and Steve Williams thought about, and the reason I say that is because Steve Williams wrote a book called Golfing at the Top with Steve Williams. Write that down. You can buy it on Amazon. This is obviously before their big feud. Golfing at the Top with Steve Williams. I think that's the name I may make have that a little off but overall you'll you'll get it from amazon and check it out okay so when tiger and steve get up to a golf shot their concentration switch goes on like a light switch figure out the wind the yardage the club they hit the golf shot people clap now their concentration switch goes off they talk about other sports we also know what they're probably talking about um, in tiger's world at that time but anyway it wasn't golf And that's, I think, a negative that many, many people do. Control your thought process. And if it's negative, you got to eliminate that. You don't want negative riding in the golf cart with your buddy for two minutes. You got to think of something else. You got to try to get your mind off that. Okay, putting. We're going to talk and we're going to feed a little bit on putting on the short game. Okay, so we know with putting, I'm going to get right to the chase. We know with putting there's two things, speed and direction. Speed is more important. Dave Pelt, all the studies, speed is more important. So with that said, if we are not striking the golf ball solid with our putter face on the ball, we're not going to generate the proper speed. Does that make sense? If we're, if, we're, if we're coming up on the golf ball and we're hitting the top or the you know, top of the equator, then we're not striking it solid. We're not going to get a good roll. And so the ball is going to end up short. And if it ends up more than two or three or four or five feet short, there's a chance you're going to three putt. So really try to get yourself so that your last thought process is to strike the ball solid. Don't get lost in direction. Okay. We used to call it, and don't get offended, not offended, but so when we were playing with my buddies and it was dark and, you know, we were playing golf, we used to play golf till dark. Every day, Matanzas Woods, Pine Lake, Cypress Snow, so much fun. And we would call it hitting rigor mortis when someone was at a putt <laughs> and they thought so much about it and they left it, you know, five feet, six feet short and so forth because they're not thinking of speed. Look here, when you line up your putt, you get your direction, but then when you're ready to rock and roll, you're thinking about speed. And the last thought you want to have when you're putting is to strike the ball solid. Okay? Now, if you were to put 30 minutes a day for three days, that's a total of one hour and a half. Okay? 90 minutes per week. If you can afford 90 minutes per week, I will almost guarantee you that you're going to be able to score better. And here's it's the six ball drill. I've been doing it since I was a kid. I learned it from Jim Flick and, and um, Bob Toski at the, the golf schools that they had. They have these little different drills, and we helped. If you, if you heard the show when I talked about Jim Flick, it's really an amazing story. I should probably bring that story up again, but at a later, at another show. You grab six golf balls. You grab your pitching wedge and your putter. You go from one area. You chip six balls to a hole. You lay your putter, your pitching wedge down, you grab your putter, and you start with the easiest one. Who knows? Maybe you hold one chip. So now you're one for six. In other words, 
you count how many up and downs you can get. Up and down is chipping onto the green and one putting. That's called up and down. You want to try to get six for six, okay? But obviously you're not in the beginning. You may only get maybe one for six or maybe zero for six. And then you're able to compete against yourself each time. So we all know sometimes practice in the short game is not the most funnest part of the game. And it goes slow, so this will speed up a little bit of your practice. And not only that, it's working on your chipping and then you're now changing to your putter. So your mentality is changing to that. Okay. So six ball drill, very important. Invest in a couple hours a week. Why not? If it's going to help your game, why wouldn't you do it? You got, you got Palm Harbor chipping green. That's in the back there. You don't even have to go into the golf shop. You park under the Oaks, you grab your clubs, you go down there. So there's no excuse to practice. We already talked about striking the ball solid. Grips. One other thing, just kind of off topic. You know, I give a lot of lessons, and so many people have poor grips. Folks, if you have slippery grips, you need to invest. Best place to do it, Ted Baker, Golf USA, over by Lowe's. Go see Teddy. He'll throw on some nice grips for you. It's it's important. You got to have good grips. Um and yeah, it's going to cost you a hundred and something bucks or something like that. You know, it is what it is. It's if you want to, all these add up to maybe some better scores. Okay. Of course, you know, I, I'm not a huge tech person, but obviously technology's gotten better and better. And grips is the only thing holding you to the club. So you want to have good control. Okay. We're going to conclude with a couple little things here. Um, but uh, first off, congrats to Father Lopez. As you probably know from previous um, shows, I have been helping the Father Lopez high school golf team, the boys golf team. You know, they needed help. Tom Cummins is the coach down there. He's a teacher at Father Lopez. You know, kudos to all these golf coaches that put their time in. They don't get paid much at all, if anything. It's all their time. It's all being... Uh, you know, traveling with the with the team and so forth. And we were very fortunate growing up. We had Harold Windsor was our coach up in Long Island. He was great. He was so he was good. He wasn't a PJ member, but he was like a three handicap. And he wasn't, um, you know, he had free time. He wasn't working full time, so he could be there on weekends and so forth or whatever. But uh, it was really, really good. So, hey, congrats to them. They're playing the regionals coming up, and I know that they had some of their best tournaments. So uh, really good to see that. As a golf instructor, man, when you can see juniors really having more fun, because you know the fun is going to kind of keep them playing the game, let's face it. The more fun we have, the better. Or the better we play, the more fun we have, I guess I should say. So, so look here. We're going to finish off with, with uh, remembering these last thoughts. So what, what I want to try to, to relay to everybody when they're playing golf is your last thought process for that particular shot is very, very important. And we each need to try to figure out what last thought process works for you. My last thought process may not be your last thought process. So you have to figure that out. It could be one with the driver. It'll be different with your irons, possibly. It's definitely going to be different with your putting and maybe your chipping, your sand. So they'll, they'll each have their own little last thought. And I'm telling you, that's very important. You know, And if your last thought is negative, guess what? You're probably going to get negative. So you, you really want to try to keep your thoughts simple and related to something in the golf swing. So what I recommend is this. A, number one, 
Breathe. Relax grip pressure. Two, relax your arms and shoulders so your arms feel like they're hanging directly down below your chin. And then remember your last thought process and let it go. So those are your three things right there. So you're, okay, let's say you're, you're hitting your driver. You line up, you do your pre-shot routine. You know, the ball's already teed up. You're, you get, you set up right when, before you're about to take it away. Nice breathe. You relax your grip pressure. This is going to relax your arms, your shoulders. Remember your last thought process, and then you let it go. Folks, if you do that, I'm telling you, it'll give you some really good um, structure. It'll give you consistency. And we all know consistency is so important in golf game. And um, so anyway, again, you know, this show has been really, really cool to me because I do hear some feedback that people are, you know, kind of listening and getting a, a little better feel. And, and notice it, I'm not getting deep into the golf swing, the fundamental. It's more mental a lot of times, folks. It's what we're thinking about. It really is. So um, anyway, look, the bottom line is have fun with the game. And, you know, if you have the attitude of I'm just going to do the best I can, that's all I got. God's given me these talents. All I can do is the best I can and be grateful for that. A lot of times you play better. So we're going to end off on that. We appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so much. Remember, breathe, relax grip pressure, relaxed arms and shoulders, and then your last last thought process and let it go. Have a great week. We'll keep you updated on the, the tournament up in Richmond. Have a great week.